Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a Mouse Clubhouse Conversation. Hi, this is Scott Wolf, and these conversations are with Zachary Levi and Mandy Moore, the voice actors from the Disney animated feature Tangled. Zachary Levi was best known for his roles as Kip Stedman in the sitcom Less Than Perfect and as Chuck Bartowski in the series Chuck when he got the role in Tangled, providing the voice of Flynn Rider, the male star of the film. Zach not only was the speaking voice of Flynn, but he also sang as the character, something that oftentimes is provided by a different performer. That was particularly unusual because, as you'll hear, he didn't have a lot of singing experience prior to that, unlike his co-star in Tangled, Mandy Moore. In fact, as a singer-songwriter, she has sold millions of albums. Despite her successful music career, Mandy is no stranger to acting and has appeared in numerous films and television shows. Being involved in both music and acting even earned her a Teen Choice Award as a choice crossover actress. I spoke with both Zach and Mandy in 2010 at the Disney Feature Animation Studios when Tangled was just about to be released. Tangled went on to be well-received by audiences, and the film was nominated for a Golden Globe Award for Best Animated Film. The duet that Zach and Mandy sang, I See the Light, was nominated for a Golden Globe, and it won a Grammy. The two would sing the song live at the Academy Awards, where it was also nominated for Best Original Song. First up is my conversation with Zach. I asked if he was a model for the design of Flynn, the character he portrayed in the movie. Here's Zachary Levi. Well, I, I've gotten that question a lot. Yeah. Because people do see, yeah, they go, oh, he's a brunette and incredibly handsome. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's he very intelligent and talented and could do so many things. Must have been modeled after you. And I tell them everything other than the looks. Um, no, no, yeah, he, he was already designed. I'd seen, I saw artwork as I was going into audition. Like, they already had the artwork. And um, so it just kind of was a happy accident, I think, yeah. you know. Um, clearly, Mandy and Rapunzel look very different. I mean, blonde brunette, one thing, also 80 feet of hair. Right. <laughs> one, We haven't two. talked to her, so we didn't know if she grew out her hair. Yet. Oh, yeah, no, no, she did. She's very method like that. She's very method, which made it very difficult when we were doing all the uh, <laughs> right. orchestral recordings because, I mean, it was all up in the cellist. They were like, we get you out of here. How do we? Yeah, no, you know, we, uh, we got, to, I think it was twice. Uh, once for some music and once for some dialogue, yeah. Um... We did the duet. Uh, we did the duet together, and we first we got to rehearse with uh, the orchestra, which was unbelievable. I mean, you see, you know, like I grew up watching all of these movies, and and like a lot of behind the scenes supplemental footage, mm -hmm. and or even like supplemental footage for not even Disney movies, but like other movies that have giant orchest orchestral kind of pieces, and you go, wow, that's what, like that's a giant like sound stage and all these. And then I walk in there on a Saturday or whenever it was, and sure enough, there's 70 pieces in there. And it sounds so incredible, and it, you just feel like, wow, I'm really doing this. This is really happening right now. And, and then they put us in our little ISO booths, and then we sing along so with them. So you actually sang while they played live? Yeah. Well, we, we did, just to, like, just to rehearse, so everybody oh. got a feel. So they got a feel for us, and we got a feel for them. And then it was separately recorded, oh. like you would probably imagine, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you ever needed. done singing professionally at all? No, I mean, I grew up doing all kinds of musical theater, and uh, so I've sung many, many years of my life, um, but when the kind of 
the divergence of like, well, where do I go with a career? Uh, and that kind of question was circling around. Um, acting just, ha it was just working out that way. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to step that way. Uh, and so far, so good. <laughs> um, but I definitely want to do music more. Uh, I don't know. I think God gives you the talents that you have to use in some way, shape, or form. Whether or not they pay off in any kind of career or monetary way, I don't know. But I don't think you should. I don't think you should sit on them. I think even if it's even if it's just for your own sake, if you like to doodle or draw or sing or dance or whatever, do it. Because if you just let it sit in you, then it, it uh, talent festers. It's not good, you know. So I love singing. I sing every day at some point, whether it's just to myself or other people can hear me. But this was pretty much the first thing that I had ever done uh, that you know where I was like. That was a job where I was singing. And then I, uh, almost right after this, um, Catherine McPhee is a friend of mine, and she had asked me to do a duet with her oh, wow. uh, to re-record one of the, du the, the duet that she had on her album. And I was like, well, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. So we did that. And uh, so I don't know. Maybe this, all those things and more will kind of bring me to do some more music in, in, my, in my day or, or not. Yeah. Um, but, but certainly, at the very least, I'd like to go to Broadway one day and do some, some musical theater out there. Yeah. I miss theater a lot. It's well, now you're already amazing. singing Alan Menken stuff. So. I'm telling you what! Yo, Good start. Dude, awesome. are you kidding me? Yeah. When I freaked out when I found out Alan Menken was doing this. I mean, I, I, not, only could I, not only could I sing all the songs from Aladdin, but I could recite the whole movie of Aladdin. Yeah. And, and I could probably sing, at one point, I could sing all the songs to Little Mermaid. I'd sing all the songs to Beauty and the Beast, sing all the songs. I could sing every word of every song to Newsies, and a lot of oh, people yeah. couldn't do that. Oh, yeah. And when I found out Alan Menken did Newsies, God, I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I was like, oh, really? no, I, well, because I was, I again, that. when I was learning all this, I was a kid, so I yeah. wasn't, you're not thinking, you, you know, your credits don't mean anything to you. You're like, man, 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 I get yeah. to the, you know. Sure. And then, um, and then when I found out that Alan Menken was doing the music, and I was like, oh, Alan, Alan Menken, oh, I know, wait, wait, I know that name. Why do I know that name? And then, IMDB, oh my God. You know, everything that I loved. And right. it was amazing, you know? It was amazing. I, I, it was one of those kind of dawning moments where it's like, holy crap, like this guy has written music that has been so near and dear to my heart. And now I get to sing from the same source. I'm getting to sing music. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Um, what was the audition process like for you? I, I mean, I got a call, said, hey, you know, they're, they're doing um, the new Disney animated musical, um, and the male, it's Rapunzel, and, uh, and would you like to read for um, the male lead? Uh, and I... I don't even know. I, th I think all I'd, they probably only got to the new Disney anime. Yes, I'd like to do, if, if at all possible, can I please get in on that? Yeah. Um, and so they're like, okay, great. Well, you know, here's the size, and you have to prepare um, a, one song, um, something in the vein of a singer-songwriter. And uh, so I chose Sweet Baby James by James Taylor. Uh, it was just kind of one of the first things that came to mind. And I love James Taylor, and I love the song, and it fit the singer-songwriter mold. And uh, so, yeah, I just went, you know, went over the sides. Was like, okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. I get, I get the character. I get the funny in all this and the heart in this. And uh, I worked over my song and and came in and just, you know, I mean, I a lot of actors will probably tell you the same thing or 
or maybe not even just actors, anybody. You know, you just you got to go in if you're at a, a job interview or whatever. You try to enjoy it the most you can and be yourself as best you can and be malleable because they're going to have ideas that you know you're going to have to possibly incorporate. And so I just did that, and um, and they said, great, great. If you could go way back in the waiting room, and I did, and and they came back out and they said, here is the music for uh, At Last I See the Light. Go over this and can you come back like, tomorrow or the day after that or something like that. Uh, so I kind of made it past that round. I was like, great. So I went over that and was stoked about that music. And that's when I knew I was like, oh, yeah, this is Alan Menken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and loved the song and came back in and did it for him and... Pretty soon after that, they said, okay, well, we'd like you to be Flynn Rider. Did you already read dialogue before that? Yes. Well, they had, yeah, part of the, the first audition was just was dialogue and then to sing whatever song you had chosen and brought and, and prepared. And then the second time in was, wasn't dialogue. It was just to see if what voice they had heard doing your own thing could fit into what their mold was for, for theirs. Did you, did you alter your voice at all for the role? A little bit. Just a little bit. Um... It was kind of one of those things where if it were set in modern day, I probably wouldn't have. But because it's set in this very fantastical world, medieval, renaissance, whatever, I just, I feel like, you know, there should be, and, and Flynn, though he's not, though he comes from very humble um, beginnings, uh, as a... Uh, um, um, <laughs> I want to say Engelbert Humperdinck, but that's not his name. Uh, Eugene Fitzherbert, very similar. Um, uh, he, you know, Flynn Rider is the charade that he plays that is a little bit, you know, he tries to put on this posh, this more refined thing. And so I felt that it was only necessary to have a little bit of, I don't know, mid-Atlantic kind of a, a thing to it. So it's a little affected, but it's not, it's not, it's still me, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. But I think it's affected enough where people have come out of the trailer not knowing that I've been in it. Oh, really? Yeah, and they go, and about halfway through the trailer, they go, that sounds like Zach. <laughs> and then they realize it is me, and then they, I, get a, I get a text immediately, right before whatever they're about to watch at Arclight. They go, dude, you're entangled? That's crazy, man. And then that's it. That's the end of the conversation. In the second conversation, which is with Mandy Moore, it's touching to hear how special it was for her to record the music for Tangled. And remember, this is before the film was even released, and she had no idea that the song I See the Light would be nominated for a Golden Globe, Academy Award, and win a Grammy. I began this conversation by asking if performing as the voice of Rapunzel was very different from acting in on-camera roles. Here's Mandy Moore. I think, in a sense, it was different because, you know, so much of, like, um, a live-action film you rely, I mean, just in general, you rely on understanding and conveying emotion with your face and your facial expressions. I think it says so much more than anything you could ever actually say. So to take that out of the equation with animation and all of it has to sort of, you know, come through in your voice, mm -hmm. there's that sense that it's heightened a little bit more. Um, so there was a challenge in that it, that felt different from just, you know, sitting here talking right. um, or, you know, doing a scene or something. There's, it, it's just, yeah, it's just that little bit more heightened. But, um, but I sort of, I loved the idea, too, of really having to go into my uh, imagination because nothing was fleshed out. I mean, obviously, there was no movie to look at. There was no animation to look at. But really, like, there weren't even these sorts of, like, oh, really? color pictures. No, not when we first started. It was What did you have when you first started? Storyboards, like, literally... Um, 
just sketches, wow. just pencil sketches of the characters and, you know, some of the, uh, you know, different like locations, the front of the snuggly duckling or what, the, excuse me, the tower was going to look like. But a lot of it really depended on um, explanation and description from Byron and Nathan, the directors, and then kind of just up to you and kind of trying to go somewhere in your mind like, okay, this is who I see her being and this is where I sort of see myself going and trying to put yourself kind of in those different positions and situations and as best you could, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What about the dialogue? You know, I know that they do like three lines at a time and everything. Is that a challenge or is it just, is it robotic or is it fun or what, what's that like? Just a, chal really don't know. just a challenge in the sense that um, you're not reading with anybody else. Yeah. So... There's a lot of freedom in it, but in that freedom, it can also feel overwhelming because you're like, I, I mean, I could do it any number of ways, and so you do. You do it like every which way you can imagine, but um, it's fun again. It's fun because you get to sort of, again, be a kid and sort of go deep into your imagination and picture what this world is like and what your response would be to any number of ways a line could be, you know, given to you, delivered to you. So I had fun with Byron and Nathan because um, I oftentimes would rope them into <laughs> to, to doing a scene with me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, can we just go through the scene a couple times and then I'll do it line by line by myself or whatever yeah. if we still need to pick up anything. So poor, you know, Nathan had to be Mother Gothel and, you know, <laughs> take his voice up a, a couple <laughs> registers. But so that was... That, that was fun, too. Um, but I kind of wish that I had, you know, the opportunity to work with everybody. Because yeah. that would have been... I thought that's what it was going to be. So oh, I was, like, you? all excited that yeah. we were be. all going to be, like, chummy and hanging yeah. out. But How did it all start? The audition and everything did... Was it just a regular audition? Or? It was. You had to sing. It was actually here in this building. Did they come to you? No, 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 no. no. I came here. Really? Really? <laughs> I came here no, and auditioned. I mean, did, they, did they approach you? Did they have you in mind? Or mm, I don't think so, no. Because oh. um, what I heard was there were a lot of people going in for it. And oh. So initially I was like, yes, when I heard about the, the idea of being a big Disney fan and growing up right. watching Little Mermaid and yeah. you know Beauty and the Beast and whatnot, I was like, oh my gosh. It's sort of the ultimate fantasy and dream, this idea of you know being a Disney princess but then I heard well a lot of people are going into audition and I was like oh man you know <laughs> I, I don't want to be disappointed I don't want to set myself up for disappointment so I don't really know how it all happened and came to fruition but um, I auditioned a few times actually and it was like any other audition except that uh, you know the music was also a part of it so I had to Come prepared with a song. Oh, really? Yeah, you, so that was. Was it a song? I sang a Joni Mitchell song because oh, really? they they said to bring something sort of singer songwriterish and, um, you know, not necessarily too contemporary. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, that's right, my alley, okay. Um, so that was kind of fun, but uh, it, it was just really overwhelming and unimaginable to actually see it come to fruition. Yeah. And now to be here talking about it, it's still really weird. Is it weird to see the film itself? Yeah, yeah, it is, especially because, again, when you're just doing your own individual part, to see the movie really sort of come to life and all of the other sequences that you weren't a part of, like, I, I, I mean, I've met Zach a few times, but I didn't work with him. I've never met Donna, so to see the whole wow. Mother Gothel, like, to hear her song, to see, it was just like, oh my, I was so blown away, I was so impressed, and, yeah. um, it just was a really, it's a really great feeling to actually watch the final product and go, oh my gosh, I'm so proud to be a part of this 
story. Yeah. I don't know if you fully comprehend going into something like this, because you just sort of look like, uh, even though I, I am a fan of, of all of those Disney films, and they really did shape my childhood, and you know what I mean? I, I don't think that you can fully grasp what all of this is about, because it's, it's such a different world and a crazy ride, and like everything that goes along with it, it's like... People keep telling me now, like, you will forever be associated with this movie. Yeah. You will forever be Rapunzel. I'm like, wow. I mean, it's that's that's a really incredible legacy to kind of be a part of. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm proud because it kind of couldn't be a cooler character. Yeah. I really admire her. Right. I mean, just being perfectly honest, it's like she's a really, I think she's a really respectable young woman and, and someone that has a lot of really, really great characteristics and attributes and, um, you know, someone that I guess we all could could be a little bit more like. So I'm like, yeah. all right, I, to be associated with her from now on is not a bad thing at all. Yeah. You had done, was it Brother Bear too? You had done animation yes, before that. Yes, but not very different experiences. Yeah, because, you know, I think with 2D animation, it's like most of it was already done, you know, um, or a good portion of it, and it's hard to even, like, go back and remember that experience, and this was like, this was an being invited into this, like, all-encompassing world on another level that I just had never sort of experienced before. Yeah. Um, I, so, but just like so much fun and sort of seeing everything, even though, you know, we joined the process after, you know, everybody else had been a part of this film for years and years. Yeah. We sort of came really at the tail end of it, still to, to sort of see it really come to life over the last year and a half has been such a, such a lovely position. So fortunate to kind of, to see it from, from you know, that stage to where it is now. Um, so yeah, it feels completely different than any other experience I've had doing animated stuff. Yeah. Do you have any particular favorite memories of this film? I think doing the music was so incredible because I've never had the experience of being on, you know, a sound stage with a 65-piece orchestra really? and Alan Menken yeah. and Zach. Yeah. And we're sitting there and I'm just going, this is a moment in time. Remember this. Be in the moment, Mandy. I'm like, Cause this, this like will never happen again, you know. And hearing the score and uh, watching, like, you know, the conductor sort of conducting this orchestra, and and then sitting there going, like, I can't mess up. I can't be the thing, <laughs> like the thing that derails all of these people. It was just that by far was not only like the coolest part of the movie, but one of the coolest things I've ever ever done. We hope you've enjoyed this Mouse Clubhouse conversation. Thank you for joining us.